KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. People can never seem to agree on how the economy is doing. Are things turning around or are we headed towards a recession? We're coming off a year of heavy inflation, perhaps most visible at the gas pump, as KYW's Nina Barati reported in June. Trying not to drive as much as I usually do. How's that working out? Oh. <laughs> It's not fun. Spotted in Camden County, prices ranging from $4.80 through just under $5 for a gallon of regular gas. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell has been fighting hard to ease that inflation, increasing the interest rate seven times last year. We have got to get inflation behind us. I wish there were a painless way to do that. There isn't. So as we roll into 2023, where does our economy stand? What can we tell from gas and grocery store prices and how should consumers react? People say, oh, eggs are four or five dollars a dozen. Well, I found them last week for two fifty nine a dozen at a different store. And I inquired, what's wrong with these eggs? They're so inexpensive compared to the, your store across the street. David Fiorenza is our go-to economist here on KYW News Radio In-Depth. And as we get into the new year, we thought it would be a good time to catch up with him. What you got to do is you pay your bills, you work, you save a little bit of money, you buy when you want to buy, you go out when you want to go out, you enjoy yourselves. That keeps the economy rolling. We asked him what he thinks of our current economic situation, how it compares to previous years and what he expects to see here in 2023. January 2023, as we start a new calendar year, how would you rate the current state kind of overall of the U.S. economy? If I had to give it a grade, I would give it a grade of a B. And I'm thinking people aren't going to like that. Some people want an A, some people want a D. But I'm looking at a lot of numbers. And as we talked over the past few years, coming out of the pandemic, these numbers still look pretty good, Matt, when it comes to jobs, unemployment, wages. Uh, Sure, there's some sticking points here. And the sticking points is inflation. Looking, you mentioned labor market it remains remarkably strong as we're talking here second week of january we got the the jobs numbers last week unemployment rate is at 3.5 percent first time jobless claims remain really steady and really low is there any reason to think that this incredibly strong labor market won't continue throughout the year do you see any trouble on the horizon Well, some of the trouble that could happen would be, let's say, large industries like what happened with Southwest Airlines around the Christmas holidays where there was that big disruption. I think when the news comes out and the news cycle is so quick, I think people are are always looking at the news cycle to see what the next thing is going to happen that's going to deter the economy and make it go negative. I believe companies are stepping up when it comes to IT and when it comes to those kinds of things to be sure that they're offering the best services. And let's add something else. On a macro level, wages year over year are up 4.6%. And when I say this, people say, well, I didn't get a 4.6% raise. I only got a 3%. Well, that is just an average. That means some people didn't get a raise. Some are getting 7 or 8%. Companies are still paying bonuses for those employees who want to join their companies. Companies are still paying bonuses because they want to keep employees. It costs so much to recruit employees. Unemployment, 3.5%. Matt, you are correct. That is good. Adding 223,000 jobs. Wow. Who would ever thought in December we would have added that many jobs? Do we appreciate how good and historic this labor market is? Because it seems like there are a lot of people that are just constantly focused on waiting for the other shoe to drop and waiting for things to, to turn around. But we are really in almost unprecedented times. And and to your point, we made a kind of off the top, 
this is still technically in a pandemic, but coming out of a, a really scary couple of years there. Oh, very scary. I, I think everybody knows somebody who was either sick or died from this pandemic, and that's very unfortunate. And we have to remember that this pandemic hit globally, worldwide. I think America was more prepared than some other countries. Now, there's going to be some negative things that are happening. People are going to uh, tell me, but wait a minute, Federal Reserve keeps increasing interest rates. Mortgage rates are going up. Interest rates are going up. We got to look at some of the positives of this and say, it's not 1982 when interest rates were 18 to 20% for a mortgage. And for car loans, they were just as much for, for even um, you have consumer loans, credit card loans were 22, 24%. We have much lower interest rates than we did in 1982. If we want to compare it to that, to those times. What do you think we will see with inflation in 2023? As we have talked numerous times over the last year, it seems like so much of the panic about inflation, and I don't want to act like it's not real, but is is almost tied to gas prices. And when gas prices were at $5 a gallon, the discussion about inflation went beyond just newscasts and pundits where you really kind of feet on the ground. Everybody was talking about it. Since the gas prices have receded back to much more manageable levels, you don't hear as much, nearly as much about inflation. What do you think we're going to see here in 2023 on the inflation front? I think you're still going to see the prices where they are in certain areas of the economy. Gasoline is up now, but that's because we're just coming right out of the of the holidays. And you know, there's certain items that uh, are not being produced at full levels, such as let's say eggs, for example. And you know, people say, oh, eggs are four or five dollars a dozen. Well, I found them last week for $2.59 a dozen at a different store. And I inquired, what's wrong with these eggs? They're so inexpensive compared to the, your store across the street. Went back to the store across the street. Why are you so expensive compared to the other store? And I was not getting clear answers. Look, people um, are going to see inflation, but it's not going to be double digit. That's what I believe, looking at all the numbers we have, what drove inflation was many things. It was the stimulus packages, which we, you and I talked about for the past couple of years. Do we want 20% unemployment? I don't. I think I'd rather have a little bit of price inflation as opposed to 20 to 25% of the workforce being out of work and also GDP being negative and being in that recession. I think we've come out of the recession. Now, there may be some dips this year. That's because there's going to be lags and things that have happened with supply chains that we're still looking at other countries such as Asia, Europe, and South America, where we buy some of our products. How worried are you? You mentioned Asia. You know, China was had that zero COVID strategy where they were just trying to eliminate the virus. And now they've gone completely the other way because of all the unrest. And they're just kind of opening things up and taking their chances. But it seems like that could cause economic problems globally if significant portions of the population get sick, things go off the rails a little bit. And obviously, China is so important to the global economy. How much are you worried or keeping an eye on what happens in China with regards to the effect we could feel here? Well, I'm keeping an eye on the supply chain and what we purchase from those those countries. Uh, We buy parts that will eventually end up in manufacturing here in our country in in certain industries, whether it's auto, whether it's tech, um, all those kinds of things. We don't buy 100% from China or from Asia, but it makes you wonder about the fact that should we be making more of our products here? And if unemployment's at 3.5%, 
the reason why we don't make all these products here is because we don't have the people that want to work because they're either in retirement, so close to retirement, that pandemic scared the living daylights out of them, as you and I spoke about that. Uh, so I think 2023, there's going to be some industries that are laying off, but those are the industries that were already heavy with employment to begin with. Places like Google, Microsoft, all those kinds of places, they've plateaued at this point. We need to take a break. We will have more with David Fiorenza right after this. This is KYW News Radio in depth. And we are back on KYW News Radio in depth, continuing our conversation on what to expect from the 2023 economy with economist David Fiorenza. When we look at the Federal Reserve, seven rate hikes in 2022 to try to get inflation under control, my first question is. Do you think they will be as aggressive in 2023? Do you think we'll see a lot of hikes? Will they be those three quarters of a point we got used to? Uh, do you think they'll start to take it down? You know, what do you think we'll see rate hikes? Well, uh, I was wrong about 2022. I believe there would have been four rate hikes. There were seven. Um, speaking to people at some of the Federal Reserves, especially the Philadelphia Federal Reserve, off the record, I know a few of the people that I've met at the Federal Reserve in different cafes throughout the Delaware Valley as we sit and chat, uh, having a cup of coffee. But the point is, they're telling me they don't want to see Jerome Powell raise it seven times again, and they don't want to see anything in the 0.75 range. They believe that what happened in 2023 really should have, I mean, 2022, excuse me, should have really happened over the course of a two-year period. But the Federal Reserve was actually playing catch-up when it came to uh, trying to control the economy and slow down the, uh, the fire and the fuel that was behind the economy of us with our pent-up demand and build-up demand because we were locked inside for a while because of the pandemic. It was very scary. Do you think the rate hikes have helped to achieve the goal? Do you think they have helped to ease inflation or how much of the inflation do you think once again has been eased by the the gas prices coming down do you think the the fed can look at this and say to this point job well done right now i think they can look at it and say job halfway well done um the fact that the, it did ease inflation i don't think uh, a, a lot of my um colleagues are giving credit to the Federal Reserve, it did slow in inflation. If they didn't have those seven rate hikes, I think we would have been over 10% inflation in certain areas. I'm also seeing, and we said this before, let's look at the positives, savings, interest rates. I've never seen all these credit unions and banks uh, that have CD rates and, and jumbo savings rates of over 4% at this point. I'm seeing lots of banks that are online paying 4.85% for savings. Now, if you're someone that has no debt, you're someone that maybe doesn't have a car loan, things like that. You have extra cash and you can get over 4% on your money. That's pretty good at this point. So there is one or two positives that are happening because of that. People are able to to get money, put it away for a few months and earn a little bit of interest on it. So 2022, we had the two straight quarters of negative growth, which a lot of people technically classify as a recession, whether people consider that or not. I think they're that organization that actually determines at a certain point whether it was. Uh, but there seems to be a lot of people that are thinking that we will have some sort of recession in 2023. You talked about dips. You know, should we be worried? And how much of our idea of a recession, I think we've talked about this before, is a lot of people have grown up and when they hear recession, they think housing crisis of 2008, they think 
COVID, like every recession they've gone through has really been catastrophic. Is it possible we just have a recession where things go negative for a little bit and then we kind of pop back and it's it's relatively mild and we shouldn't be as not that it's good, but we shouldn't be scared that the sky is falling if we do go into a recession? You're absolutely correct. Let's take 2020 out of the equation when the second quarter of 2020, there was almost a negative 30 GDP. And the first quarter was maybe about a negative five, but we shot back up. All of 2021 was positive. I mean, it wasn't 10%, but it was in the 2% range. Even the first quarter of 2022 um, was negative very little, Quarter three of this year was 2.6%. I'm hoping quarter four is going to be above zero. I think you may see uh, a recession in 2023. The problem is GDP is a lagging indicator. We find out five weeks after the quarter closes. At that point, companies are reacting. People are reacting at that point, and and they're almost in hysteria about the economy. What you got to do is you pay your bills. You work, you save a little bit of money, you buy when you want to buy, you go out when you want to go out, you enjoy yourselves. That keeps the economy rolling. If you don't have the money, well, then you're what people have to do is they have to just tighten their belts. It's unfortunate. I don't like saying that. Uh, people are probably thinking the pandemic's over. They want to go out and spend. I still see housing prices high at this point. I'm looking at it now and not just resort areas, but in the Delaware Valley, except for some of the depressed areas and the depressed cities that we've talked about, I'm seeing still housing very high. The prices have not come down to the point where I think they should have because of the mortgage rates being high. Yeah, that was going to be my next topic. You know, I think mortgage rates doubled over year over year. Uh, What do you see for the housing market kind of overall here in the coming year? Well, if, if the interest rates stabilize in the first quarter and second quarter of this year, look, tra- traditionally January through March are not big months when it comes to housing in terms of homes turning over, people moving because their children are still in the school districts. Uh, you may start seeing some construction of homes happening if the weather continues to be good in the Delaware Valley. Rain doesn't affect uh, homes. A little bit of snow and ice would in terms of people working outside. What I'm looking at right now, it's a beautiful day. I'm looking at building permits throughout the Delaware Valley, and they're still pretty uh, robust, if you will. People are still adding additions to their homes. People are still putting in pools, putting in fences. So people after the pandemic are saying, you know what, we're still going to stay put where we are instead of moving. You're going to see, I think, a, a big boom around June or July. People are going to be moving from one city to, to the next because children will be out of school if they have children in the school district. So I think you're going to see a dip in the second quarter, but it's going to increase in the third. How about on the retail sales front? Well, one thing about, I thought about this, Matt, when you had mentioned, let's, let's do a podcast. And last week I was thinking um, the retail is so spread out and watered down between online shopping, between delivery, uh, between actually physically going to the store. It's always hard to get a handle on, on retail. But I'll tell you what, the people are still shopping online. I have never seen so many UPS, FedEx, Amazon trucks throughout the Delaware Valley. And I don't just mean where I live, but when I travel, throughout the Delaware Valley, people are still buying online. It's convenient. People are sending gifts online. It's convenient. People are using PayPal, Venmo, other kinds of things to to make their payments. I don't know whether retail at the shopping malls will um, be able to sustain. And there's going to be some closures, I think, of some of the larger stores. There's going to be some consolidation, mergers of some of these stores, unless they can think of other ways to to get people out to shop. 
And we've talked about a lot of things here. Anything that we haven't discussed that you're kind of keeping an eye on for the coming year? Well, I'm looking at uh, what I would call uh, the younger sector of people, whether they're millennials, Gen Zs, people between the ages of uh, about 22 and 35. If they're out working, that's where some of the money is going to be when it comes to spending. The people who are between the ages 55 and 65, they've come through um, the pandemic and they're probably thinking, you know what, it's time to to uh, start saving a little bit more so we can retire and enjoy the rest of our lives. Some of the demand of the services in the entertainment industry and sports industry is going to come from those who are between the ages of 22 and 35 in the Delaware Valley. I'm seeing that happening right now if they have jobs. And they most of them do in the local universities in our area do get pretty good jobs when they come out. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.